Welcome to episode 28 of Trivial Arguments, the podcast that always saves room for dessert. I don't know if I've ever said this, but I'm your host, Lenny. Uh, it's always good to mention that 28 episodes in. Uh, Matt is here for his court-appointed 14th time. Uh, we'll discuss the Bears, not the Bears, the team's upcoming Thursday night football game with the Washington Commanders, and we'll get into a very controversial topic that needs to be straightened out. Most importantly, as always, We'll do some trivia, and we'll probably get into some arguments. Today's trivia will be monster trivia. Uh, without further ado, Matt, is it true you wash your clothes in the toilet on the bus? That would be false. The fans want to know. Sure, and dryer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sick of the slander of you uh, making the listeners think that I am a peasant and live in a bus that is squalor. Very nice bus. Uh, I do not have a washer and dryer. Now, if you ask the question, have I washed clothes in the sink? My answer would have been yes. Have you taken a shower with your clothes in the shower? No. Seems like you paused. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> I, was, I paused because I was trying to see what, what were you getting at? Like a two for one special? The clothes get washed? I get washed? I mean, yeah. No soap goes wasted. I don't wash the clothes. The clothes wash me. <laughs> I don't wash towel. <laughs> towel. Towel wash me. <laughs> so you are confirming that you do not wash your clothes in the toilet. That's confirmed. I, I want to see the notepad that you wrote down that question to start because I know that one wasn't off the cuff. <laughs> You're saying it wasn't off the cuff? <laughs> I, I'm saying no. I'm saying no. Um, so no clothes in the toilet. Do you know who is in the toilet, though? The Bears. Do you have thoughts uh, to say otherwise? Yeah, I, I would, I would disagree. We're in the toilet, actually, uh, like wholeheartedly. Okay. So the two and three bears, you think, are not in the toilet. I think this is a season where you had to have a certain expectation going in. Is this what you expected so far? Yeah, expected to be a bottom third, maybe bottom fourth team in the league for sure. Like, yeah, that was expected. I mean, the over-under set at six and a half wins, it felt like that was a really good number. The only the only reason an over would hit on that total would be because, and it's kind of proven, it feels this way at least, that Matt Eberflus has a pretty disciplined team. So we're the kind of team that can just like hang around, hang around, hang around, which is what we've done for our two wins. We hung around and then we kind of pulled it out at the end. So it feels like that's the only way we would, we could, we could have been good this year. And it, it doesn't lead itself to like any potential for Super Bowl or even playoffs in, in certain ways, but it's a, it's a building block year. And I think if we had, if this was another Matt Nagy season and Ryan Pate season, and we were this team, yeah, that would be a toilet. But because we got rid of all of the crappy dead money that's on the Bears' salary because of Ryan Pace, and we'll have over a hundred million dollars in cap space, and we'll actually have a full allotment of draft picks, which the Bears haven't had in basically Ryan Pace's whole tenure. 
So yeah, those things would imply for me, not a toilet team. A toilet team is the Houston Texans, who we've already played and beat. That's a toilet team. Where are they going? Who's their quarterback? Nothing. I mean, the quarterback situation is scary here, but. Would you have thought that it was a toilet team had they not beaten the toilet team Houston Texans? Well, that that's a. I still don't think. I think it's like the direction. Which way is the arrow pointing? Like okay. it, it really feels like the arrow's pointing up compared to what it was because it was so bad the last few years. Even though we were like eking out some games in like 2019 and 2020, like 2020 was a playoff season. And even though we didn't deserve to be there, was it 2020 was a playoff season? 18 and 20? Is that 18? right? 18? Was that the. 18 was the year where I bought 18. I bought tickets to come home because I didn't want to miss a Bears Super Bowl. <laughs> and we Do lost in the round. Regret that now. I really don't. I, that that team, if I know Billy was supposed to be on the spot, but <laughs> Billy and I put money in together on the Bears to win the Super Bowl. I we were sitting, we were sitting there on New Year's together. And I was like, I'm feeling like I want to put cash on the bears. And he's like, I'll split it with you. And I was like, let's do it. So I wasn't alone in thinking that. That, that team Are you had, one of those crazy people that think that if they beat Philly that night, that they would have been a Super Bowl team? No, I absolutely. I, I, not that we would have been a Super Bowl team. We had the makeup that season to be one of those weird Super Bowl teams. Like our defense was a was like top five defense, and our offense just like put together enough to get us there. And I know everybody's like, "That's not how you win Super Bowls," but we just had the right makeup. Even though if you look at the stats, like the second half of the season offense was kind of trash, but it was just one of those things that we were in every game. And it, it's not that when you're in every game, it's it's you you have a chance. And I definitely think we had a chance. Some teams you get into the playoffs and you're like, no chance. And it's pretty obvious. And I just, we weren't one of them in 18. But I digress. We're talking <laughs> the borderline toilet team of 2021. I'm sorry, 2022. It's all a blur. Bad to bad. <laughs> I mean, Washington is one in four, which records don't mean much, honestly. was you want to see that's that's a toilet bowl team. Like, where what direction are they going? They're going the wrong way. They have a coach that's been there for four years, and they're losing more games now than they did in his first two years. That's like that is when you say a toilet team. That is what I'm thinking. And we're using this term toilet team like it's very well known, and everybody has like, oh yeah, that's a toilet team. <laughs> that's how yeah. we're doing it now. But this podcast is innovative. <laughs> that is absolutely for me. It's it depends on the direction. Arrow pointing up, arrow pointing down. I think this Bears team arrows pointing up. Not to say that we're going to be good this year or even next year, but it's like it. I trust the direction more than I have in like Ryan Pace's whole tenure. Maybe I'm drinking a little too much Kool Aid right now, but it's also like when the bar is so low, and you all you have to do is just do a little bunny hop over it. That's what we're working with right now. So do you think the Bears could finish the month of October over 500? 
their next three teams, they get Washington, uh, New England, Dallas. Do you think they can win two out of three? And absolutely. Will they? Probably not. Okay. I think it's going to be a, it's, yeah, it's that kind of, I mean, two of them are primetime games, right? We get the Thursday night so tomorrow. So it's Thursday and then Monday. Yeah. Primetime Bears, it's always not great. I think the um, Bears are, I forget what the record is. I don't know if it's Thursday night football or if it's in the orange jerseys. Or maybe it's both. But I read something that said like the last like five Thursday night games, the Bears have won or something like that. Or maybe it was the last four Thursday night games in the orange jerseys. <laughs> It was like a very specific. Stat. I feel like the Bears play bad in the orange jerseys. Is that wrong? I don't remember what the actual like stat was. I thought it, it was probably both. Like, you know what it is? It's probably the- like. No, I bet you it was like just because this would be so Bears. It's like the last four Thursday night games they've won, and the last four orange jerseys they've lost. So you put them together, and who the hell knows what's going to happen. Let's see. I thought maybe I could pull it up, but I guess yeah. But not. I that's like I, that is like the the finishing over five hundred or even five hundred. Like it it kind of means nothing. Like do do we think this team's gonna make a dent in the playoffs? Like the only way that happens is if Justin Fields starts playing out of his mind. And then it's like, oh, we got something here. And then you and then you want to make the playoffs to get your quarterback a little playoff experience, even if the team's not quite ready. If that's if anything short of that, and if I'm being totally honest, it doesn't look like we're going to be anywhere near Justin Fields playing out of his mind, although the last game was a step in the correct direction. Um, yeah. it's like who cares? Who cares about the record? So I'm using my cub logic where I know going into a season, like this is gonna be a good season. But if they do enough to, like, show me they have something going forward or, you know, play decent enough baseball where maybe they'll lose a game or lose a bunch of games, but the pitching was good in this game. And, like, I hate being that type of fan that, like, is like, well, I don't really care if they lose as long as they're, like, improving every game or whatever, which sounds dumb. But, I mean, realistically, the season almost means – nothing from a wins and loss standpoint it's can fields be who they think he is or who they want him to be for next year that's why i don't think it's dumb it's not dumb now as the cubs fan yes you're dumb because you do that every year like well if junior lake really stepped up this year we're gonna have a good it's a good thing my boy junior lake who wore the wrong jersey at one point in a game Yeah. So like that kind that kind of thing that you're talking about, yeah, that that sucks. But what we're doing right now is we took a step back and we made it as bad and bare bones as we could for one season, hopefully one season. And then it's supposed to go up from here. So why this is why I'm saying like even though we're we're a worse team than we were, the arrow still feels like it's pointing up, which is kind of doesn't make sense, but if you're watching this Bears team and it's like well, the defense that was like slipping and getting old is like now it's young and it's there. There's definitely flaws in it, but like the, the second half adjustments that are being made on this defense and it's like individual play, kind of like the the 
Justin Fields thing, but like on defense, like Tyler Gordon has shown that he has potential to be a like a serviceable cornerback here. I think Jaquan Brisker has shown the same thing. I mean, Kyler Gordon, I feel like he gets burned every game, like twice a game, but you know, he's a rookie. So <laughs> with that, but he does a lot of other good things. And so it's like, and then obviously we know Jalen Johnson. So it's like, and then we have Jaquan Brisker. So now we have like three of our four secondary who we kind of trust. And then Eddie Jackson, who is like having a resurgence here. So it's like, now we have like a secondary that is solid. And but what is the, what's what's happening with the spare season is that we're just getting the ball ran down our throat and we're getting beat up. My and actually my brother texted me and he was like, "This is bad," and I and it was like right after like we just gave up a one of those touchdowns where they just moved the ball very very easily because they they came out very hot the Vikings did, and they just moved the ball super easily and they just went down for a score and he's like, "This is bad," and I was like, "Okay, name three people on our defensive line." And he was like, you mean this year or do you mean of all time? I was general. like, no, I mean this year. I think I, you can do it last year. Khalil Mack, uh, Robert Quinn, uh, Hakeem Hicks, Hakeem Hicks, Hakeem, I just said Hakeem Hicks, Hakeem Hicks. That's like three legitimate name defensive linemen. So it's like, yeah, the run defense last year was significantly better. Would it be better with those three guys? Absolutely. But you can't – it's like naming three guys. It's like – now I feel like I could name three guys on the Bears defensive line, but not everybody can. It's like that is why we're just like Swiss cheese on defense at times because it's like the, those, that's, the front seven is not great. But how this defense, this 4-3 defense is supposed to work is the defensive linemen can shed a block, fill a hole, and then you get the linebackers coming up and filling holes. Right now, they got linemen getting to the second level and blocking linebackers, and it's why, yeah, we're getting the ball ran down our throats. But it's like, that's a step backwards. That feels like, oddly enough, it's a step forward because I feel like defensive linemen are some of the easier ones to uh, find good run stoppers, if that's what we're worried about. It's hard to find good pass rushers, but the run stuffers, that's, that's what you need. So are you saying in the first five weeks you've seen enough to like maybe not confidently say, but enough to say like, I like where this team's going. They seem like they have obvious flaws that are fixable. It doesn't seem like it's going to be a long-term like issue or like, are you worried that Justin Fields is throwing like 20 or less passes a game? Now. Okay. Yeah. That is a totally different question, right? You're at, you asked me, one question that I think has two different answers. The Have I seen things that show me this team is heading in the right direction? Absolutely. And I think it's heading in the right direction to become a better team. I see that. I think it's better coached. I think just looking at the second half adjustments that this coaching staff makes and how the Bears go from out of it in the first half to in it in the second half, uh, and we've seen it. And we've seen it, and obviously in the Niners game, they scored three touchdowns in, in the second half. We've seen it in the Packers game where we were within we were within one score in the fourth quarter. We've seen it in the Houston game where we had the comeback. We've seen it in the Giants game. Actually, did we see it in the Giants game? Maybe not. I don't remember that one so well. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. We absolutely we had a chance. We had a chance when we punted, and then we had the muffed muffed punt that 
that cost us that game, right? And then the Vikings game, obviously, we, we were made the, uh, everything would happen in the second half. So it's like these second half adjustments mean the coaching staff knows what they're doing in a way, in a way that we haven't seen. And then the Justin Fields part of your question, it's like, have I seen enough from Justin Fields? That is the biggest thing. The arrow can be pointing up, but the quarterback can't be the guy. And that that is like a not, it's a pretty common thing because you look around the NFL and there's not that many star quarterbacks. It's hard. To, they're hard to get a star quarterback. And as Bears fans, we obviously understand that better than most. Like we've never had it. The closest thing we had is Jay Cutler. And I, I wish people could see the face that you're about to make as I say the name Jay Cutler for the Chicago Bears. But it's like, that's what we had. And it's hard to find. So it's like, that is a totally separate question. I, I like the direction of the team. Justin Fields is still scaring the shit out of me. I will say he has he had that real stinker of a game against the Texans. And then the Giants game was better. And I think the Vikings game was better. And if he can make another step with the commanders, that's like something we also haven't seen in a while as Bears fans is like a quarterback that's actually taking steps to become better. The alarming part is he did have like the lowest of lows playing against the Houston Texans, setting Texans like setting all time record, all time like <laughs> negative passing record. But yeah, only having 15 completions, by the way, I want credit for a bet. I had my I'm I'm my gambling life, I'm I'm much happier when I stay away from the Bears games. But I found that I can do a little player prop action and still get a little get my fix. So I had Justin, Justin Jefferson uh over six and a half catches. And he had 10 in the first two drives. Easiest 50 bucks I ever made. And then I had Justin Fields over 14 and a half completions. That one I sweat out until the very end. And he had 15 completions. The 15th completion being the one where he threw it to whatever that guy's name, who just had the ball ripped out of his hands. So it's like, I was sweating that one to the end, but. I see. I have the faith in Justin to throw more than 14 and a half completions. And I'll probably do the over again this week because I'm banking on the improvement and the commander's defense is kind of terrible. I mean, yes, Washington it, itself is quite terrible. So you're thinking Fields is going to have more than 20, uh, not completions. That seems insane, but more than, <laughs> so sad. So sad. More than 20 passing attempts <laughs> i i always hate like when the bears play on thursday or just even like side note if you have a fantasy player on a thursday i always play the thursday night player because i'm like oh like this gives me incentive to like watch this game or whatever and it always feels like i need to like play that guy like tomorrow i don't have any technically i guess i have mooney but He's also disappeared quite frequently this season. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I think Mooney might be an okay play. But yeah, so having him, like, I think, yeah, I think, okay, so the shortened week kind of makes it tough for, like, for how much improvement. Like, is he going to throw the ball 30 times this game? I wouldn't mind seeing it. It was 15 for 21 last week, 208 yards. Yeah. That's I mean, the kind. Of- so if he throws thirty passes, how many like completions 
Are you happy? What do we want for the completion percentage? Like you, you need to be over sixty with your right NFL quarterback. You need to be as closer to seventy. That's where. Oh, he's that's throwing like thirty. You're saying he status. needs to complete at least twenty. That seems insane. <laughs> yeah, from, no. From what so, we've seen in, in five games, first of all, if he has thirty passing attempts, I'll be happy if he just throws the ball thirty times. <laughs> but yeah. to complete twenty seems like we're asking a lot of them. But at least Washington. So <laughs> you never know. I'm kind of hoping they put a 45 on on Washington, but <laughs> well, there was like there was like actually a stat that came out. I think what was it? I can't remember if it was after the if it was after the Texans game or if it was maybe after the Packers game. In regards to fields. Yeah, sorry. I, I was thinking too much there. I forgot to get the actual thing that came out. I it was like they they like he only threw the ball what like eight times. Yeah, it was like eight for seventeen, I think. Right, but there was like he actually threw it like you know twenty five, or they actually called like twenty five pass plays. But there's RPOs where you can choose to either hand it yeah. off or throw it, and yeah. then there then like sacks count. So you know you get sacked six times in a game. Those count as dropbacks like pass attempts so there's like these kind of like well the play calling may have some issues and the issues i more have with the play calling is like the aggressiveness it seems or the lack of aggressiveness but yeah like when you get sacked multiple times and then you um also have rpos where you choose to hand it off or if you have a pass play where you drop back and then he takes off running it doesn't count as a pass attempt either obviously so there's like there, there's a little bit of and I, I feel like I'm also kind of defending nothing, but it yeah. uh there is some more like having him throw the ball 30 to- 30 attempts, it's like well if we have a clean pocket and like he's not getting as pressured as he as he normally is. And you know, and throw, I, I don't think it's that far out of the question, but it does. There's a part of it that feels just like absolutely impossible. <laughs> Do you think they're calling enough plays in favor of the type of quarterback that he is, or do you think they're calling plays? On yeah, the all the people, all the people people who are like, you gotta get this guy out on the edge before he's there. You guys watch him at Ohio State, and he can run the ball, no problems. And those kind of like meathead comments, like you're not watching the game. They roll him out all the time. But when it's the only thing that you can do to avoid pressure, they just send the, their edge guy right up field. Like they don't even pay attention to the handoff. They just send the guy right up field and go right for Justin Fields on the robot. And then there's a guy in his face immediately. So it's like, yeah, that's the rollout. But getting him on the edge is like, there's, they're doing it. There's, there's designed runs, which I, people who want him to have the designed runs, it's like, that's okay. Like you don't, He's going to be our star quarterback. You don't want to have him doing design runs as a big part of the offense. Like, use it as a weapon, but don't use it as like a main focal point. Yeah. But yeah, he cut on the edge and they roll him out all the time and they cut the field in half and they're doing all these things. It's just like we're 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 not a good enough football team where that can be successful every time. It's it, it's just like I think the people who are saying that aren't watching how they're defending it. They're just like, oh yeah, well, you haven't seen him on the edge. It was like, yeah, because there's a defender standing right in front of him. 
50% of the time that they're rolling them out. So then the other issue is we don't have enough quality receivers to get open. Because I'm not one that's making excuses for Justin Fields. I, I don't want it to sound like that because he has not done his job. But it's a little sticky on the, some of the routes where if when they show the, you know, the all 22 view or you're coming from the back looking at all the receivers, like there, there isn't much space here. And then everybody can, yeah, they, they find the freeze frames of the guy wide open. It's like, yeah, that's the part where Justin Fields needs to hit that guy when he is wide open. Yeah. But it's, he doesn't have – he doesn't have like a go-to receiver that's like every like people are starting to compare him to uh Jalen Hurts. It's like, yeah, Jalen Hurts has AJ Brown and um what's the guy's name? Smith, Fonta Smith. Yeah. So, so yeah, got, so got you, quality wide receivers to throw to. Yes. So you think they are doing their part um to call plays in favor of the quarterback that he is. Like, do you think they should be doing yes. more checkdowns to Cole Komet? I mean, he had. I mean, like that's that's not. And everybody was like, "That's oh, like they're involving the kid in the offense now." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not the that's not the Blake caller the checkdown. That's Justin Fields having the, the checkdown is on every that's available. There's well, a, yeah, but when so, like so that so, said like Jimmy Graham, so, I'm like, why don't they have Jimmy Graham run a slant four yards out and just turn around? I was like, he's your veteran tight end. Get, like, just get the ball to him if you're a young quarterback. That was always my thought was, if you're a young quarterback and you have a veteran tight end, look for him. Well, I think what we're learning is Cole Komet, well, he's a pretty good blocker. He does not have the athleticism necessary to create all that space. I mean, last year when they had 12 tight ends on the roster, they couldn't have used one of them. Everybody talks about those 12 tight ends. That <laughs> it might have been ago. 11. No, it was 12, but it was years ago. <laughs> In my mind, I always just kind of assumed, like, you're a young quarterback. If you have a veteran tight end, look for him. Yes. Yeah, so that's should... not going to be the case every time, but, I mean, it was the true biscuit. I, hear... I don't throw more than 10 yards. Like, okay, then look for the tight end. <laughs> So you you wanted them to uh, keep Jesper Horstead is what you're saying. I just think, you know, equality, look for the white player. <laughs> they can't run very fast, but they can stick and move. <laughs> but Cole Komet might not be the answer. <laughs> yeah. I um that's why there's yeah, 11 I... tight ends on the roster. So I, I would say the play calling is um, it's more conservative than I would like, but I also understand why it is at times. I'm curious. Now that Justin feels, it feels like he, there's some momentum with his play and the offensive line is not getting any better, but we know what they are now. So maybe we can hide them a little bit differently or whatever. But yeah, I think, I think there. I think I'd be I'm very curious to see how this goes tomorrow. But the only issue is I wish this was a Sunday game so there could be a full week of prep because I feel like for conservative play calling team having less time on a shortened week is only going to be is going to be like a, a a very vanilla scheme. But we'll see. I mean, Washington doesn't seem like a 
a game where you really have to outsmart them. So I don't <laughs> mind having the Washington football team on a four-day, you know, game break. Right. Yeah, I don't mind having it as far as, like, I want to see the Bears win. But yeah. as far as, like, the game plan, every Thursday night game plan is not as elaborate as it would be if it was a Sunday game. That's just how yeah. it goes. Well, don't they not practice? Or I forget about the Thursday night games. Like, they have less practice. I mean, seems to be a good assumption. Well, they they don't go live ever. Yeah. Or maybe that's what it was. So there's no live that happens. No, like they don't have to like release an injury report or something or something along those well, lines. It's all, uh, yeah, I don't know about that, but it's just it's just, it's all walkthroughs because you got to recover. Yeah. Is it a home game or are they on the road? Um, I don't actually know that. Let me take a look. I got it right here. Trying to see if there's going to be traffic tomorrow. Uh, we it's it is Soldier Field. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. It's Soldier's Field. Because we had yes to everything. Justin's Fields. <laughs> yeah. Arlington Heights already has an S to it. So Arlington Heights Arlington. Bears. It's Arlington's. Arlington's Height Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like the way to go. So you have no controversial opinions about... The Bears or Justin Fields? You think? I don't. I mean, is, I honestly you don't think like you're going to say something outlandish like, "Well, this is a playoff team. Here's why." I'm not a hot take guy, as you know. <laughs> However, I think me saying that the arrow is pointing up and they're not a toilet bowl team might be controversial to some. Like the fact that we're playing bad football and I like the direction of the team that that doesn't really line up for everybody. So. I'm going to stand behind that one. But, yeah, Justin Fields may, is probably not the guy, and I'm okay with that, but I'm still open for him proving it. Would you believe me if I said that this week leading up to this podcast, you did say something controversial? This week leading up to this podcast, I did say something controversial. Mm-hmm. To you? To me? Is that what you're asking? Yes. I said it. If you don't know, I'll explain it to you. Is this about how you're you're not a Gryffindor? So, I took a BuzzFeed <laughs> quiz. <laughs> I had direct results, answered all the questions correctly. Printout said, you know, thirty-four percent or whatever, Gryffindor. Thirty-three. Don't be see. You're already skewing the data. I'm pulling it up right now. It might even be in 31. 33% Gryffindor. And y'all have the audacity to tell me that I am not red and gold through and through. Churlish and deplorable. And then you say that, that I'm not Gryffindor. And then you send me your results, Gryffindor, and say, oh, buddies. No, no, no. We are not the same, my friend. Whoa, 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 whoa. Here I am getting absolutely lambasted for the initial text that I, first off, I can give two shits about what <laughs> it's awesome in. And I took that test for you because you wanted to prove it. 
I'm pretty pudding. I was a Gryffindor also. Then I did not say anything that you're clearly a Hufflepuff. I did not say that. What I did say was best friends exclamation point because we got somewhat similar scores. Do you want me to read you have to get you have the, the you have Gryffindor traits definition? You're not gonna like it. Oh my god. No, okay, let's hear no, it. No, no, Wait, you are can you can you pause? To, can yeah. you can you pause after everyone so I can uh, then tell you why you're wrong? But... Absolutely, I'll, I'll I'll read you the the few sentences. If you are lucky enough to end up in Gryffindor, we imagine you're the type of person who likes to stand up for the little guy. That's one. You are the little guy, Len. Right. It, it has the word <laughs> "little guy" in it. <laughs> Challenges authority. Me, controversial always. Oh, really? Yeah. Has a tendency to act first and think later. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> Boom. You Nobody also don't act. Does. You also yeah. don't act. Like this one is known as a class clown and takes board games very seriously. Okay. Yes. You are a Gryffindor for that one. Yes. Through and through. I mean, I don't you, understand. You finally got one. You finally got uh, one. What are you talking about? Do you want me to read you the traits of uh, Hufflepuff? If you're lucky enough to be sorted into Hufflepuff, we can imagine you're the type of person who has a strong moral compass. False. Always works hard. False. <laughs> Most loyal friend. <laughs> True. Nobody more loyal. Knows it. Let's see. Knows it is the taking part that counts and always has the best snacks. What the hell does that mean? That means Gryffindor <laughs> through and through. <laughs> None of that okay. sorting hat lets you pick your own thing. No. This is a trash example. If all right, if we're doing this and we're lining up, you're one part Gryffindor, one part Hufflepuff. Because you're you are you like Which part was the Hufflepuff. <laughs> Best <snack. What? laughs> no, this is a friend. Loyal friend. Well, Gryffindor should be like loyalty, bravery. I mean, when, when oh yeah. Bra bravery, bravery. That's you. We're describing you. Absolutely. Okay. I want me to continue. To uh, this one's for the listeners. This one's for the listeners. I have an exact quote for uh, from Lenny in college. This was what he said. This is the bravery. He said, "You can keep backing me into a corner. You'll realize real soon I'm just get comfortable in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> People grow up." <laughs> This is nonsense. <laughs> That's the most Hufflepuff answer yeah. I've ever I, heard. I, I don't want to demean the Sorting Hat quiz, but I will tell you that my wife also got Gryffindor, so that should tell you that the quiz probably sucks. But the actual definition of Gryffindor is me to a T. So. Yeah, that chick's a Ravenclaw. What? She is Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know really. kind of person who's always one step ahead, Lizzie. Dark sense of humor, no humor. <laughs> Thinks reputation is important, Lizzie. <laughs> Takes pride in their appearance, maybe. Doesn't let anyone see, see I, Lizzie. <laughs> she's okay, definitely a Slytherin. I will say, I really know nothing about these things, and I just, I will argue it with everybody, just because it's a fun thing to argue with people who take it very seriously when I don't know anything. So 
my wife, Lizzie, texts everybody that she knew or messes them on Snapchat and said, what do you think Lenny is? Like whatever the number of people she sent it to, 10 out of 10, 20 out of 10, all said Hufflepuff. So I told her, lose all 20 of those friends. I don't need that negativity in my life where I know who I am as a person, red and gold. And that's actually Slytherin behavior to go behind my back and ask people what I am. I know what I am. Um, I have people who have met you maybe once or twice in California here. And um, they, they don't know me. They too laughed when they heard about our Gryffindor argument. <laughs> It was a sorting hat right now. <laughs> this is foolish. Isn't there actually a sorting hat at like the Disneyland? I think that's um yeah, which whichever one's Orlando. Is that Disneyland or World? So that's World. Is there yeah. a, is there a Harry Potter World in Orlando? I think that's Orlando Studios, I think. Oh, there's there's one here too in the Cal the land in the California one. Yeah. Um, I know there's a new... I think there is. I have a friend who went, and I just assumed she went to the one yeah. in or Anaheim, wherever. I think it's in... Yeah, whichever one is Florida, because Lizzie went seven years ago. That's when she confessed her love to me. Gross. She was in Harry Potter World, I believe. She said she was going to have butterbeer, but it was like $28. So she had Long Island iced teas. And here we are. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter is in California. So I don't know. California? Is there one in Florida? Look up like Harry Potter, California, or Florida. Yeah, Los Angeles, California. And then let me do. It should be. I think she went to Florida. Maybe she went to California. I don't know. It's all the same. Yeah, it might be both. Yeah, Universal Studios has one too. They both have one. Wow, we just wasted everybody's time. There's somebody listening. I know we don't have that many listeners, but there's somebody listening now. Screaming, yes. <laughs> they have both Disney World and Disneyland. Both have Harry Potter. And the reason this uh, Gryffindor conversation happened again is because we're rewatching all of the Harry Potter movies. And first of all, this isn't a controversial opinion. Harry Potter is by far the worst movie character, book character, character ever. So, you may have your thoughts, but Harry Potter was the worst part of those books. Ruined everybody at that school's lives. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What about uh, what about that Luna girl? I mean, she was kind of a smoke show, though. She was a weirdo. <laughs> but she's a smoke show. <laughs> Harry yeah, Potter. You know, imagine if you went to school right now. And you were like, oh, Dave's here. Dave's always getting into fights, getting people in trouble. Would you make Dave the main character of the story? No. Absolutely absurd. It's a real Hufflepuff answer you just had there. I'm just saying. First of all, the Sorting Hat originally wanted to put his ass in Slytherin. So I agree. Harry would have got chewed up and spit out in Slytherin. Oh, Absolutely. I mean, no redeeming. I will say, on, on on the boy who lived. Okay. Also, Mal- Voldemort could have thrown a baby out a window. Worst villain, but whatever. I think it's one of those things where if you have magic, you use magic, and you don't you don't need it. I mean, it was a grown grown man versus a baby. And this is this is for some listeners. 
I know you're not going to understand this, but when you have magic, you use magic is like golf. When you first discover a flop, what a flop shot is, and you try to use it. All of my way, shots are flop shots. Way too often. And then you realize this shot is for like maybe once around. And that's the only time you should use it. So yeah, that's what magic's like. Well, more trash. I know, what ma- I know what magic's like. I'm in the number one house at Hogwarts. So you, you don't have to tell me. Okay. Would you have rather, isn't there like, a, isn't there like something in the books like Neville Longbottom should have been Harry Potter or could have been or something like that? Uh, yes. I think I didn't watch the last movie. I read all the books, but Neville pretty much saves all the races. So I thought there and was something got fine as hell. That's a spoiler, but you can look him up. I don't know what his name is. Matthew something. So he got real good looking. I was talking to a, a friend earlier in the week and we were trying to come up with like, if it, it, we thought it'd be funny if you were just like, went as the most obscure harry potter like is there is there a person in harry potter that somebody hasn't been for halloween like is there a character or is, is every character been like somebody's been uh, that character from halloween somebody who i like the most I mean, obscure. there are some like random like one-off like just happened to talk to harry for like a brief moment probably got that yeah. kid killed so yeah, not not those kind of guys. Just pretty much anybody who crosses his path is just in trouble. Harold <laughs> is the worst. This is way more Harry Potter. I, that I'll agree with. I know I, I I don't think I I don't think I acknowledge your take of that Harry is the worst character. Yeah, I, I'm not a I'm not a huge Harry fan. You're not a huge Harry fan. Good, nobody is. Everybody knows he's the worst. And the theme of the podcast was monsters of the midway. That's the bears. Monsters, because it's Halloween. Monster trivia. Fantastic Beasts, Monsters, Harry Potter. I mean, who isn't listening to this podcast for synergy, <laughs> for things that connect to one another? Feng Shui, if you will. I don't know. It's pretty, uh, dare I say, Gryffindor behavior. But I'll drop it. I will drop it. And we can move to Monster Trivia, where I make you look like a fool. Are you ready? Yes, sir. For the monsters in quotations trivia. So each question is going to pertain to a monster, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the answer to the question. Mike was asked. Ooh, no. That was a good one, though. I almost included a monsters in question. Um, Vampires, whether you believe in them or not, have been around for eons. So it would make sense that there would be movies, TV shows, and books about them. Our friend John Dorian actually wrote a screenplay starring a vampire doctor. What was the name of that screenplay? Dr. Acula. Uh, correct. <laughs> like Dracula. <laughs> that is correct. Hey, can I ask you a, a question? We're friends with him. I didn't make that part up. Um, how long is an eon? An eon? Um, an eon is a thousand years. Are you guessing that? Absolutely. 
You said it with a lot of confidence. I just typed in on Google, how long is an email? And it came up, you know, you know, when Google comes up with the big answers. So without clicking yeah. on anything, it says 1 billion years. Yikes. <laughs> I just toss words around. <laughs> in formal usage, eons are the longest portion of geological time. Eras are the second longest. So it's eons, then era, then eras. Yeah, we've had three eons that are recognized on this planet. So well, one of them included vampires. <laughs> Way to go, vampires! <laughs> <laughs> Just kill them again. Wow, that's a that's a huge example. I didn't realize how much people were exaggerating when they said eon. Yeah. Okay, what do you think really started Thanksgiving? <laughs> so vampires. you're over one, over one on trivia. To keep going. Boo. Although we missed it by a few days, October 8th is National Blank Day celebrating the Walking Dead. Zombie? National Zombie Day, correct. Also known as National Cranberry Day. Okay, so let me ask you now. I'm I kind of like this. I'm gonna every question I'm gonna try to get a <laughs> that question. How many seasons of the Walking Dead are there? Ooh, there are. 15. It says 11. Oof. <laughs> I thought it was, uh, when did it start? 2012? No, 2010? 2010. Yeah. Well, I was close. So I said <laughs> a number that also <laughs> was a number like the number you had. So, over oh, 2. You're bad at this. Keep going. This 1999. Fantasy action adventure film stars a former George of the Jungle actor. So name the movie. The Mummy. Yes. Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Do you have a rebuttal? Yes. What is your rebuttal? He was George of the Jungle. Don't try to tell me that he wasn't. Um... He wasn't George of the Jungle in the sequel, though, because that one was trash. Uh, yes, I have. I have a question for you. Name the two brothers in the sitcom Frasier. Name <laughs> the two brothers. Frasier. <laughs> <They're, laughs> Frasier and the first, just first names of the characters, not who played them. Is it Niall? This <laughs> well, yeah, this one, this is Niles. Is it with an S? Yeah, Niles. Niles. Frasier and. Niles. How did you look that up? Did you type in 1999? What what did you type in? <laughs> I typed in I knew I knew you were talking about Brandon Fraser. I typed in Fraser. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't just assume Brendan Fraser, you thought Fraser. <laughs> That's what it was. But okay. <laughs> 1999. Roz, you dirty girl. All hey, right, here we buddy. go. Often confused with Kid Rocks all summer long. This 1978 song starts with, I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. We're talking about the, the somber notes of Warren Zevon and the werewolves of London. <laughs> Ow. I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. That song's a banger. Doing the werewolves of London. Yeah, I almost made it a London question just to stump you. But... I was actually trying to think of a London question. Yeah. 
I was going to make you uh, come up with the answer, Big Wolf on Campus, but there was a popular ABC Family TV show in like 2000. He was a werewolf in high school. So basically a knockoff Teen Wolf. But show was pretty good. Okay. Uh, what is the name of a circular amusement ride in London? Ferris wheel? Yeah, the Ferris wheel. What's the name of that Ferris wheel? Ferris wheel. <laughs> <laughs> More colorful than that. Uh Big red, <laughs> big red Ferris wheel. It actually has two names, but it's most commonly known as the big London. Red. The London what? I London I. I like big red better. Not gonna lie, it's it's a hundred percent not red, but we're rooting for it. What color is it? Blue. Big red. White silver. So you don't even know if it's big red. What color is it? I knew it was called the eye. So I typed in the eye, Ferris wheel, and it came up the London eye. What color is it? Images here? Oh my God. You have it pulled up and you can't even tell me what color? Yeah. White or silver. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how I remember it. Silver? Don't you know? Uh, isn't it in like the Fantastic Four movie? That's how I thought you would know it. Um, Maybe. That movie was ass. <laughs> <laughs> came out in 2004 or 5 though so same year the uh, World Series was cancelled uh, question 5 although the green complexion and bolts in the neck were scary the real monster was the doctor who made Frankenstein's monster what was Dr. Frankenstein's first name And it's not Fraser or Niles. Is it? I won't rule out Big Red. <laughs> is it like, isn't it like Wolfhound or something? Uh, no. It's the same first name as the villain in Fantastic Four. Blank Von Doom. Which is Dr. Doom. So, uh, I, The Silver Surfer? Um, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> His first name's Silver. Big Red Dr. Surfer. Hans Frankenstein. Wrong. If you are Wilhelm, if you are not the loser of something, you are the winner. Victor. <laughs> Victor. Victor Frankenstein. Von Housing. <laughs> Zevon. <laughs> Anything to add before we uh, move on? Uh, yes. Do it, you think Frankenstein's monster was the real monster, or do you think it was Dr. Frankenstein? Dr. Frankenstein. He, creating life so haphazardly? Slytherin. Yeah. He also tried to sleep with uh, his female character he created. Kind of a weirdo. All right. He's a pretty bad person. This is my question to you. Sure. In the 19... 95 cinematic classic classic yeah. the big green okay <laughs> <laughs> the goalie played by a very recognizable character from a baseball movie sandlot what is the nickname of the dual film star 
in the baseball movie. What is the nickname? <laughs> oh, man. You're killing me, Smalls. Um, his name. Yeah, I know it's. I know it's not Smalls. Thanks. Um, the big green. <laughs> I can't think of it. I, I would. I went so deep on that one. I heard green, and I went the big green. So, what was, uh, what was the name? It's Ham Porter. Ah, Ham. Brutal. I did know. In that. his future, his future career as a wrestler, he was the great Hambino. That is true. I made a Babe Re- Babe Ruth question um, on last week's podcast for Peter. It was a Sandlot question. So I should have known that. I also just watched Sandlot a couple months ago. Actually, m- four months ago. Is that considered a couple? What would you consider a couple months? Somebody said a couple months ago. Two. Couple is always two. So what's four? A third of a year. <laughs> A third of a year ago. (laughs) Make them do the math. Know what I mean? It'd be like a... Quarter? No. A quarter would be three. So if it's four. It'd be eight fortnights. Again, make them do the math. (laughs) (laughs) Could really throw some people for a loop. Just say things and then walk away. <laughs> 18 moons ago. <laughs> I mean, 18 days? That's what I said. <laughs> moons. You're not listening. 13 days longer than the last harvest moon. I don't know the cycles of the moon, but I'm assuming they change every four days. I don't know. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, Melissa Joan Hart was actually 20 years old when she played this enchantress. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Not a teenager. I'll give you bonus points if you can tell me her last name and or her cat's name in the TV show. Salem was the cat. Correct. Her last show show took place in Westbridge... Massachusetts, which was a fake suburb of Salem, Massachusetts. But I think they said Boston in the show, because Salem would have been too on the nose. But it's Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Sabrina blank for no points. Is it can you give is it like a pun on something witchy? Yeah. Yeah, buddy. It's not like Sabrina Cauldron. <laughs> Sabrina Bruno. <laughs> well, they uh, vacuums in that show. Uh, Sabrina Potion. You're, te- you're technically close with Potion. <laughs> Would you like to know what it is? Yes, please. Sabrina Spellman. <laughs> Spellman. That, as soon as you said it, that sounds right. Yeah. I think her boyfriend's name was Harry. I don't know why I remember that, but he was very handsome uh, for the 90s, at least. Question seven. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're skipping over my question? What is your question? I know her boyfriend's name is Harry. (laughs) Who sings the 
classic song. Not that, that classic. When does the song become a classic? How old is that? Um, 15 years. Not a classic. This is the song, <laughs> The Heart Wants What It Wants. Who sings the song, The Heart Wants What It Wants? Are yeah. you basing that off of me saying Melissa Joan Hart? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> the Heart Wants What It Wants. Uh, can I get a genre? <laughs> Pop. Oh, it's vague. <laughs> Anything could be pop. The heart wants what it wants. Obviously, Celine Dion. Can oh, they... you were very... I thought you were going to say it when you said... Shania? What was it, Shania Twain? Celine. No. Oh. Celine. I, I thought you had it. I thought you were going to just nail it. Selena? Yeah. Oh, man. So close. I went Selena Canadian. Gomez. Selena Gomez. What? <laughs> <laughs> It was a recent track. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you it wasn't a classic. You said 15 years. But, I said classic. Oh, you said that it was a classic. And then you I said, know. And then I said, hey, when does and then it I said, a classic? And you said 15 years. And I said, not a classic. Rewind the tape, folks. Uh, I misread that. I thought it was more than 15. That was on me. That's why when you went, pull out of nowhere and went, that <laughs> was my man. I mean, I don't know that one, but. And I also won't listen to it. <laughs> you do know that one. What? You know that song. Um, maybe I'll have to listen to it. If it's not something by Kelly Clarkson in one of her Christmas tracks. <laughs> <laughs> if that's a throwback to, for the listeners right there. I don't even remember what the song was called, but it was something dumb. I can't either. Oh, my God. Something with a present or, I don't know, Big Red. <laughs> something hilarious. Um, question seven. Poltergeists are usually terrifying, but children got a different approach to the paranormal when Casper the Friendly Ghost came out in theaters in 1995. What former love of my life played Wendy the Good Witch in the third movie? The third movie? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh my god, you're going Casper three that is not a fair play. meets wendy title of the third movie what's the third movie called so the second one's a sequel what's the third is it called trilogy or isn't it the, the name of the three no, yeah the three would be a trilogy but that's not what it's called though I think it would just be the third the sequel and the third oh so it's not like the sequel sequel the, something dumb like the, that the, the tertiary Another word I'll have to Google. <laughs> Who played Wendy the Good Witch? What what year was it? Uh, what year was this movie? Nineteen ninety eight. And you, it was your former, the former love of your life. Yeah, but I didn't know she was in the movie until I had fallen in love with her more recent than ninety eight, like in my teen years. And then when I rewatched Casper Meets Wendy, I was like, oh. That's so-and-so. Blake Lively? It's good. Blake Lively is a banger. But um I guess was she was she famous then? Um, probably not. I mean, maybe in some type of minor role. This girl had her own TV show on the Disney Channel. Oh, Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, buddy. I and was gonna say that, but I 99 was surprising to or 98 was surprising to me. Yeah. So she was. That was honestly that was honestly gonna be my first guess. 
that was going to be my first guess. I want the record to show, but I was I I wasn't confident. I didn't go with it. I should have. That's fair. I gave you a vague search term of love of my life, which could have been any woman I've interacted with. Correct. But very misleading. I know Lizzie won't listen to this. I knew she was blonde. And once you said that. <laughs> I still have Lizzie in my phone as Lizzie McGuire. So you do. Yes, you do. I've seen it. Not as wife or something lame like forever. <laughs> my forever boo. The song that we were thinking of was Glow by ah, Awful. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Do you think she's like shaking in her boots now that uh, the Jonas Brothers are approaching their seventh album? And in the song Year 3000, they said that their seventh album outsold Kelly Clarkson. Do you think it's something she thinks about often or not at all? Probably not that much. I would think about it every day if I was her. It's pretty cool, but they live underwater. It's true. The song was originally written by the band Busted. So Joe Bros were kind of thieves in their early years. Yeah, Busted. We all knew. British band Busted, famous for the song What I Go to School For, where they were hitting on their teacher. Very taboo. What is your seventh question? <laughs> In the 1990 film Ghost, okay, what is what is the movie best known for? This is pretty open ended. Uh, Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore with the pottery. That's a great one. Is that not the answer? That's a great one. Is it Whoopi? I was more looking for the star herself. Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, I forget what her actual real name is, but it's not as funny as Whoopi. And if you're listening to this thinking, wait, that's not her real name? I have a bridge to sell. <laughs> Whoopi. Are you looking up what her real okay, name is? Uh, her real name is Karen Elaine Johnson. Lame. Whoopi Goldberg, way cooler. Way Circle cooler. gets the square. Karen Elaine Johnson works retail at a Kohl's. Whoopi Goldberg. She sells stars. shirts to Kirk Cousins every Saturday <laughs> <laughs> for those new game day fit on Sunday. Goldberg stars in Sister Hack 1 and 2. She does. <laughs> Question 8. This one is a lame one. Uh, first making its novel introduction in 1940. This muck monster or moss man has also fought the likes of Superman and Spider-Man in some variations. What is this monster's most common moniker? Muck monster. Muck monster, moss man, man thing was I think... One that Superman fought. Oh no, uh, Man Thing might have been Spider Man. Man Thing. There was Swamp Thing. Um, what is the monster's most common moniker throughout the years? I uh, pretty much gave you the answer. So <laughs> I, don't know, I don't even know who this is. 
I'm like that would be the lost. swamp thing or swamp monster. Yeah. So the swamp thing was the answer? Yeah. Pretty much. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I don't even I don't even know. That was one of the top ten like Halloween like monsters. Swamp thing. I'm not crazy. You're crazy. Um no no, I believe you. This you know that's not my my world there. Your wheelhouse. Let me uh yeah. He's a monster who lives in a swamp. Oh, there's a DC movie coming out about him. Yeah. It looks terrible. A movie? No, there should be a TV show. It's already out. Swamp Thing. Oh, is it a TV show? Yeah, it didn't do very well. It was on the CW, and then I think they ditched it, and then it got uh, shipped over to HBO Max, who I doubt will do anything with it. So. What the? How is Swamp Thing fighting Spider-Man? He lives in Queens. Spider-Man's from New York. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Swamp. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I said Queens, New York, yeah. Spider-Man can go past New York. He went to space. I mean... Yeah, I forget what the... Um, I think it might be Man-Thing. I think Swamp-Thing fought Superman and Man-Man-Thing was for Spider-Man. If I remember correctly. But yeah, pretty much the same thing. Just swamp something. Not to be confused with uh, Wayne Bruce, good old man bat. Uh, yeah. Do you have a question or shall I move on? I was, uh, Were you looking at man bat? <laughs> no, I was not. I was going to ask you what the largest swamp in North America was. In North America? It's got to be not in the United States. The answer? Was somewhere in Europe? <laughs> no, no. It's, it's, a, it's a word I, I can't even say. The Atchafalalia River Basin. But it's not in the United States. No, that's in, I mean, I don't know. Shit, I just saw the answer. Let's find out. Oh, it's in, yeah, Louisiana. Oh, well, I guess that makes sense. If you would have asked me where I thought any swamp was, I would have said Baton Rouge. <laughs> so that makes sense. $100 smile, Dollar Baton Rouge. All right, let me give you an impossible. The Florida Everglades. Yeah, buddy. Familiar. Swamp. To the closest thousandth. Closest eon. Closest thousand. How many square miles are the Everglades? How many square miles? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We talk in nautical. (laughs) Uh, That would be off the top of my head. Closest thousand. I'll give you the rounding. 427 miles. Four hundred twenty-seven thousand miles. <laughs> Is that close or worse than if I just said four hundred and twenty-seven miles? <laughs> Which one is closer? Four hundred twenty-seven is much closer. Oh, I should have said four twenty-seven then. 
Because I get up to a, which means I got up to one thousand four hundred twenty-seven. <laughs> so I should have just said fourteen twenty-seven. It is uh seven thousand eight hundred square miles. Oh, so I still would have lost. <laughs> yeah, it's closer than four hundred four hundred thousand. Uh, yes, correct. <laughs> okay, <laughs> question nine. Frequently associated with ghosts, this monster feeds primarily on the dead and can assume the form of their victim. Also, if you need a clue, it was an exclamation from Winston Schmidt when he is practicing for a funeral with the help of Winston Bishop. So he's talking, Winston's talking to Winston. And... Schmidt's talking to Winston Bishop. Winston Bishop starts talking back to him, and Schmidt reacts with this word. Ah, you ghoul. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that, you was, Winston. that was that was very helpful because I would not have gotten that. You ghoul. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a ninth question for uh, me? You, can you read that question to me again so I can think of one? I was focused on it. Uh, frequently associated with ghosts, this monster feeds primarily on the dead and can assume the form of their victim. Also an exclamation from Winston Schmidt when he is practicing for a funeral with the help of Winston Bishop. Freaking Winston! <laughs> Great show. TV show's New Girl. Uh, watch on your... Uh, Believe it, Netflix and Hulu will have it. That's of a podcast called Welcome to Our Show, but I uh, don't recommend listening to it because there's only one podcast you should be listening to. Ours, please. What is your question? What kills a shapeshifter? What kills a shapeshifter? Um, probably. Fire seems like a good one, but it's probably silver. Correct. They can be killed by a silver bullet or a silver blade to the heart. Yeah, buddy. That's why I was going to have Billy on here, because he would have had a field day. But he would have said, why are all these questions only pertaining to, like, what normal people know as monsters? Where's, like, a Wendigo question? (laughs) Jin. Or a Jin. Or a Leviathan. My original question was going to be, in Greek mythology, which god is the god of shapeshifting? Of shapeshifting? In Greek mythology? Yeah. Um, that was the know, original question. I know the Norse mythology. That's probably Loki. But I mean, he's a god of mischief. But Proteus. Pro- Prometheus? Proteus. Proteus. Is the one that, that made people out of clay. Classic one. Uh, wow, you probably got a D in that class because I know I did. I didn't take Greek mythology. Oh, so you didn't even you didn't even go. Nope. F. Last question. That's a better uh, question. My questions have been shit. I'm sorry. That's okay. I worked very hard on these questions. These devious monsters lent their name to father and son villains. Norman and Harry Osborn that tormented Spider-Man and his friends and family. 
So the name of the monster is in their villain name. The Green Goblin. Correct. What was his son's uh, evil moniker? wasn't he was he wasn't the green goblin was i mean he, so his norman was the green goblin and then was there also a goblin yeah the black goblin ah the hob goblin the hob goblin that actually i did know that i would never remembered it on my own and that was uh that was all 10 questions right. to as many words in them as possible to try to trick you into being misled so. My final thing. Mm-hmm. Name in the in the movie The Gremlins. Okay. Are Don't feed them after midnight. There are three important rules. Oh. <laughs> Name two of the three. Ah. You got one. Don't feed them after midnight. Never feed after midnight. Um I, have, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen the movie. I just know they can't be fed after midnight. Um, probably don't look at them. <laughs> they are ugly. Uh, don't try to sing to them, maybe. They seem very agitated by that. Um, do you have all the rules pulled up in front of you? I do. I have the exact quote. Oh, don't feed after midnight. Uh, don't kick them. <laughs> Seems like something that would also agitate them. Um... What not to do with a gremlin? My clue would be, see, well, you know, country music. There's a Brad Paisley song all about this one thing. I don't know why it's the first thing I thought of. Mud? (laughs) No. Or ticks? (laughs) Uh, Beer cans? Letters to himself? Gremlins shouldn't write letters to themselves. Some would refer to a light beer as this. Uh, derogatory slander towards light beers. What would they Water. call it? Water. <laughs> you can't get them wet. What? Ah. I was going to say that because I started thinking of like the movie Signs. I was like, well, they probably don't like water. But can't expose them to sunlight. Don't let them come in contact with water. Never feed them after. What happens if they get touched by water? They get I... angry or they die? I think they, no, no, I think they get angry. I think they like grow uh-huh. or something weird. Oh, they probably grow. That would make more I think sense. Sun, I think sunlight, they die. Oh. So why did it take them like, so long? I haven't seen the movie, but I'm assuming they struggle with the gremlins for about 90 minutes. And then do they eventually just like push them out the front door? And like, oh, should have done that uh, hours ago. Uh, you should watch the movie. I mean, you haven't seen it either. <laughs> they start off cute like a Furby, and then they well, yeah, I know that crazy monsters. Uh, but also, Furbies are nightmares too. So, yeah, been there. So, Gremlins came before Furbies, correct? Furbies were like a '90s thing. Um, I would assume so. Trying to see oh, what psychopath watched the movie Gremlins and was like, "Let's make this for kids again." I don't know. At 1984. Yeah, Furbies. 1984 was Gremlins or Furbies? Uh, that was Gremlins. Yeah, Furbies were probably 90, 91 or 89. Seems like a good two-year 
to get Furbies uh, launched? Furby was released in 1998. Ah, that is sooner than I thought. That is a nightmare. I am not good with numbers. 427 years ago. Furbies. Hot or cold? <laughs> You're closer. <laughs> closer to the square mileage of uh, Everglades. Ah, well, it is what it is. Don't feed me after midnight, too. <laughs> uh, well, that's all we have for episode 28. The same number of Halloweens, I made myself sick eating candy. Do you know what else makes me sick? When people don't follow our official Instagram, at Trivial Arguments, or follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, that's where you can leave us a review like this one from James in Norwood Park. He says, this podcast is like the Gary the Goose of podcasts. It is perfect and deserves more praise and probably should be pressed onto vinyl. Thank you for that very specific reference, James, and for the kind words. Uh, any last words, Matt? Clear Slytherin. This went a lot of different directions. I felt like we really taught some people some things this time, unlike others. I know what an eon is. Um, I know that I'm not good at measuring the Everglades. And I now know that gremlins are bad with the sun and water. Already knew they shouldn't be fed after midnight. So if you learned anything in this podcast, uh, Lenny, host of the podcast, brave, strong, uh, pretty much anything you can Google with the word Gryffindor in it. Um, we'll tell you exactly what you need to know. Uh, podcast is a perfect balance. Me, Gryffindor, Matt, liar, clearly Slytherin, uh, may or may not wash his clothes in the toilet. <laughs>